Welcome to the Disney View Podcast. Dave is a dreamer and an engineer. He's a one-time cast member, and he's been to Disney World literally hundreds of times. Listen in as he talks about one of his favorite things, the Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando, and occasionally beyond the Orlando theme park. And now, here's your host. Please stand clear of the podcaster. Por favor, manténganse alejado del David. Hey everyone, it's Dave. Welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View Podcast. Well, I did promise that on a future podcast I would talk about Cars Land. The unfortunate thing is that I uh, don't have many opportunities to travel to California and can't get out to Disneyland, so I really can't provide much of a report about that. But I do like to give a little love to the mother park, if you will, uh, the one that started it all. So to help me out on this journey, I've invited Kurt back. Um, Kurt's a regular to the show, of course. You, I'm sure you'll recognize his voice in a moment. And uh, Kurt was recently in Disneyland and had an opportunity to visit Cars Land, so I wanted to get his thoughts and perspective. So let's bring him on. Kurt, how is everything going today? Everything's going just great, Dave. How's it going with you? Not too bad. So um, you took a trip recently to Disneyland. Um, you were fortunate enough to be able to get out there, uh, and I uh, wondered if you could give some thoughts and perspective on what Disneyland is, is considering you're a Disney World veteran and, you know, kind of like me, you're, that's your favorite park. Um, just wondered if you could give us some perspective on what it's all about. Sure. Uh, okay, first of all, disclaimer, uh, I am a Disney World veteran. Uh, I grew up in South Florida. Uh, I started going to Disney World in 1971. Uh, the first time I was ever at Disneyland was in 1988. So um, I have kind of a bias towards the Florida parks. So uh, please have your listeners take that into account when they hear what I have to say. But Excellent. Okay. No, that's good because I, you know, I don't have much perspective on it. I haven't been there since 19. Oh, I want to say it was about 72 was the last time I was in Disneyland. So that doesn't really help a whole lot. <laughs> right. So uh, I, I do have a bias towards the Florida parks. So if I say anything uh, that's, that's not entirely complimentary to Disneyland, I apologize for you Disneyland fans out there. But um, we spent uh, two days, uh, one day in Disney's California Adventure and one day at Disneyland uh, about a month ago, just after Cars Land is open. Uh, me and my 11-year-old uh, tour guide daughter, um, who I just gave the map to because uh, she was better at reading the map than I was. But... Um, we started off at Disneyland California Adventure, and of course, it was only about uh, ten days after um, uh, they had opened Carland. So, needless to say, it was jammed with people. Uh, but we got to ride everything we wanted to ride, um, and uh, and we had a great time. Um, you know, the um, the of course the way the whole the whole setup there is, is of course completely different, which is one of the reasons that Disney World exists at all because. Walt, um, I know, wasn't terribly thrilled at the way the uh, the way things sprung up around Disneyland. Uh, right. You know, the history of it is that Disney that Walt was was kind of disappointed at a lot of the, the shops and sort of strip malls and stuff that sprung up around Disneyland. And of course, if you drive down there, um, if you drive to Disneyland, you see that all around. Um, you know, the Harbor Boulevard, which goes down the east side of, of Disneyland Park, is just you know one. Um, motel after another, um, strip mall after another. And, uh, you know, you can walk across the street into the park gates from those hotels. So, um, you know, everything is really, really close and really compact there. So they have, they have problems, uh, I'm sure, down there with, 
with space. You know, when they want to put it in something like Cars Land, um, it's not like Florida where they can just go out in the back and, you know, push out another 150 acres. Right. Um, they, they have to take what they've got and rearrange it somehow or uh, rebuild it or otherwise redo it because they can't push out of it. So, um, you know, everything is very compact and very, very tightly kind of um, compressed into this one area. And, and I think that's the biggest thing you notice when you're out there. If you're a Florida park person, um, you know, it's the compactness. And, and of right. course, it's still Disney. Obviously, Disney, you have no doubt where you are. And Disneyland, of course, is a place where Walt actually walked. You know, he, he passed away before he actually got, before the Magic Kingdom was opened in Florida. So. Right. So that makes Never it kind of special in its own way. I... It is. It's definitely special in its own way. Um, you know, uh, the first day we were there, uh, we went to California Adventure, went straight to Cars Land. We were there at Rope Cup. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, uh, we got in line uh, at Cars Land, and the first thing we wanted to do uh, was ride the um, ride the racers that they have there. The um, the new ride, it's the big ride. It's called oh the the one where they actually have the uh, the the, uh, the no I, I've lost the name of it too just now. It was on the tip of my yes. tongue. You actually ride the, the uh, race cars. You actually ride in uh, Lightning McQueen and in uh, Sally. Um, through uh, Ornament Valley. And uh, it's an amazing ride. The ride system is the same one that they have on test track, basically. You know, it's the same cars, the same um, six passenger cars, three in front, three in back, um, same kind of track. Um, the difference, the, the primary difference is um, that, um, of course, they don't have a lot of room, so it's a lot more twisty and turny and up and down, and, and you get up to about 35 miles an hour, which is pretty quick. Uh, especially when you're in an open car vehicle like that. But, um, right. you know, compared to test track in Florida, it gets up to 65. Um, you don't quite get that that uh, speed, that, that thrill. Um, so, but it was a great ride. You know, you spend about half of it inside. Um, you know, we were in line for about an hour and a half for it. But, you know, 10, 10 or 15 minutes of that was also um, uh, the ride was temporarily, uh, you know, they had to halt it for 10 minutes for whatever whatever reasons. Um, but um, it was a great, great ride, and uh, and we, we enjoyed it. But, you know, again, uh, if you compare it to Test Track, uh, you don't get that one, you know, the long 65-mile-an-hour straightaway. So right. it's interesting to see what Test Track does, to because I know they're undergoing renovation down there, too. So. Mm-hmm. But um, the... Um, you know, right after we got in line for it, they, they kicked the standby line wait time up to two and a half hours. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there were so many people there, and pretty much everybody was headed there first. So, And the fast passes sold out by, like, 9.30 a.m. So. Um, but, the, you know, it was a great ride. Um, and, uh, you know, just to back up for a minute, you know, Cars Land itself, um, I'm sure your readers out there have heard, it's laid out just like uh, Radiator Springs is laid out in the movie. And as you walk and you, you come up to where the, the road starts to go down Radiator Springs and you just look down, it, it looks exactly like you're standing in the movie. That's awesome. They've done some incredible things with forced perspective um, and placing the, um, uh, the buildings and everything and, and, the, and creating Ornament Valley just like it is in the movie. So you really feel like you're in the middle of the movie. It's, it's an incredible, incredible uh, piece of architecture that they've done there, Disney Art. 
architecture, you know. And you walk down the street, and you walk by Flo's Cafe, and you walk by the Sarge's Hut, um, and you walk by the Cozy Cone Motel on the left. And it, again, uh, if you look at the movie and you look at the layout, it's exactly duplicated. And uh, it really is incredible. It's just an incredible piece of work that they've done there. And I was going to say, right, right when it opened, they did. Uh, they were showing cars on uh, on ABC, and they did a um, interstitial piece between some of the commercial segments, where Larry the uh-huh. Cable Guy, who does the uh, voice of Tomater, was there in right. the park, and he was kind of walking around. And it was, you know, it was obviously set up, and it was great angles and everything. But you got that feeling like you were in Radiator Springs, and it looked really cool. Um, it does. And my son, who's a big Cars fan, goes, can we go? <laughs> so yeah. it, it certainly had that feeling like uh, like it was there. Yes, absolutely. And like I said, you feel like you're right in the movie. And, you know, unlike some other places I could name that there aren't any, um, you know, you, you don't look around a corner and suddenly you're taken out of the moment. Um, you know, there there aren't any bare facades. Um, That's cool. Yeah. And, and like I said, when we were standing in line for the racers, the Radiator Springs racer ride, the main, which is the main one, which is all the way down at the end. Um, of course, the queues are, you know, they're standard Disney queues, but they're, they have some great vistas there. And you, I swear, you, you feel like you're standing in the desert somewhere looking up because the, the, the way they built the, the buttes and the, and the things right out of the movie, it really is amazing force perspective. You really feel like you're out in the middle of, and, and again, there isn't anything to distract you. Um, you know, and, and each of the, of course, each of the uh, buildings there, uh, right out of Radiator Springs, has a has a purpose. You know, you have um, Luigi's Tires as a ride. You have that the, um, the Luigi's Tire ride, and then you have the Mater's uh, Junkyard ride, and then but you also have uh, the Cozy Cone Motel is actually um, a food uh, uh, counter service food um, place. But each of the cones in the Cozy Cone is a different little counter service or a quick service um, cone that uh-huh. has different things in it. So you go to one and it's churros, and you go to another and they have frozen um, concoctions to beat the heat. And I had a, a wonderful little uh, frozen apple juice drink that was, you know, sort of like a slurpee, but made with apple juice, so healthy, you know. And, and uh and, and that's really interesting. So it, it, it's really quite uh, a terrific, uh, terrific setup that they've got there. They did a great job with it. That's really cool. Um, yeah, I didn't know that about the uh, each of the Cozy Cone Motel buildings there. That, that's very clever that yep. they did that. Well, they, they've done it. You know, they split it up. You know, so like Sarge's Hut is a is a is a shop where you can buy you know uh, Disney stuff and and Cars Land stuff, and then Flo's Cafe is a uh, it's a cafe, you know. It's a, it's got an, actually an inside counter service restaurant. You can go in there and have, um, you know, lunch. And, and they've got the standard stuff. But they've also got some unique stuff. And then they've got um, actually they've got Doc's Garage there, which is also a, a store, you know, a, a, for Disney stuff. And and so they it kind of alternates as you go down. You know, one's a one's a quick service place, and and one's a store. And then there's a ride, and and so on. But um, there's also a lot of, uh, uh, little places like they've got a, they've got the fire truck from the, uh, from, from the movie. Um, and every now and then he'll shoot out water. So it'd be, you can get a little splash when you walk by there. So, cool. um, and of course they're all, 
you know, like the fire truck is, is not just doesn't just squirt water. You know, his eyes move and and he looks and he talks, and um, so they, you know, they, when they have the cars and the characters, they're actually animated. So it's not, you know, they're not static. So you get a real um, interesting perspective on it. And they also have a, a a plaque there and some information as you're standing in the queue for the racers uh, about how Ornament Valley was founded and you know the. The founder, of course, in the, in the Cars movie, you see him briefly. You see the statue of him, you know, at the end of the street there. But uh, it doesn't, they don't actually talk about, you know, where he came from. And, but, how, but if you're standing in the queue for the racers, you can learn about all how it was founded and how he drove out and, and ran out of uh, water and then found the springs, you know, hence Radiator Springs. Right, right. Um, so it's just fascinating. And, of course, it's got all the Disney touches that you want. And, uh, you know, just a wonderful, wonderful uh, area. See, I love that about Disney, that they, you know, they always provide, there's there's so much more than just an area or an attraction. There's always the backstory that goes with it. There's something that, like, makes the story compelling and makes it all kind of fit together. And to that end, uh, they did, in that same Cars movie that they showed with the Larry the Cable Guy, There was they, they had one new Cars short that they did. It was one of Tomato's Tall Tales. And they put right. that in there at the end of the movie or near the end of the movie. And it was the guy who founded Radiator Springs and the whole story there about how he met the, you know, met the old lady in the, in the story and how that all kind of developed. Yeah. And, you know, um, and it's the whole thing about uh, Tomator saying to Lightning McQueen, McQueen says, well, that can't be true. He goes, of course it is. You were there. And they do the whole thing. It's, it's very cute. And I think it's available now, but it's, it tells the backstory, yeah. which is great. I mean, it kind of fills in some of the gaps about how this came along. I, yeah. And it's actually over in another part of the park, um, there's a um, Radiator Springs, um, what do they call it, historical museum, I think they call it. Um, and uh, it's, it's actually not in Radiator Springs, it's over in another part of the park. So if you, if you could find that, I, we, we just kind of walked by it and looked at it. But if you could find that, you know, that's something that, that you can check out too while you're there. And, um, you know, as you go in, as you go in the California Adventure, of course, uh, you just basically go down the Buena Vista Street there, and you kind of bear to the right, and you, you're headed right for Radiator Springs. So, um, and you'll know it when you see it, obviously. But uh, yeah, it's it's classic Disney, and it's wonderful. That's awesome. Uh, you know, it just it sounds like so much fun, and it, you know, that's one of those things that I would really like to see at some point. Uh, it's just a matter of timing and being able to get out to California and you know, all the nature of that, because uh, you know it's tricky sometimes. Um, well, I, I, you know, I've heard, yeah, it absolutely is. You know, it just so happened that we were out there for a, I was out there for a business conference, and I, I figured that while I was out there, I should take the opportunity, which, um, which turned out to be the right thing to do. Sure, yeah. I can't say I blame you. I always try to take advantage of things when I can when I'm on a business trip. Uh, sure. Makes it all so much worthwhile. Yep. Um, so what did you think about uh, Disneyland overall, um, heading over into the uh, Disneyland Park? Um, well, um, Disneyland, of course, um, you know, it's it's the Magic Kingdom, but it's kind of in miniature. Um, you know, it's again, everything is a lot more compressed, so um, Main Street USA feels smaller and tighter. And you walk down the street. We were walking down the street. My daughter and I were walking down the street. And of course, she's been to uh, the Magic Kingdom probably a dozen times, and the first time she was two, and you know, so she's grown up with that. So we walked down, and I said, "Hey, wow, look at the castle. That's the original castle." And she looked at it. And she goes. Oh, how sad. <laughs> and your reaction was probably sad? <laughs> yeah, 
to Cinderella's castle, sure. which is 189 feet tall, right? Right. And now she sees Sleeping Beauty's castle, and it's 75 feet tall, right? So, you know, from her perspective, it was this tiny little castle, and it was like sad in the sense of, oh, poor thing, you know, like you. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> so, funny. So Disneyland people, don't email me. Yeah. <laughs> my daughter said this. But, and I know, I know everybody has their own favorite castle and, and so on. But, um, you know, there is a, a feeling of that it's tighter, you know, that it's just all a lot more compact. Sure. Um, having said that, you know, it is Disney, so it is built out like Disney, and, um, and all the Disney touches are there, you know. Um, uh, we went over and we did Autopia twice. Um, we did... Um, the lines were shorter, too, um, by and large. And I, I don't know if that's because everyone was over at California Adventure or, you know, I, I've been told that Disneyland is more of a local destination than Disney World, which is more of a vacation destination. So right. that, you know, at Disneyland, there's a lot of locals that, that go in and out, um, you know, because they can just, you know, hop. They can just hop over there, you know. If they live half an hour away, they can just drive over there and go in for a day and come back. It's a, it's, even if you're local to Walt Disney World, it's, it's more difficult to just get in the park. So Right, right. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, overall, we had a great, great time. Um, you know, we rode a lot of the same rides. We rode some, some different rides. We, we rode the Nemo submarine ride, which, of course, for those of you who don't know, is um, a re- refurbishment of the old 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, which now doesn't exist at Disney World. Said she thought it would, she wouldn't like it. She thought it would be cheesy, but she loved it. So, um, and I loved it because it was an old favorite of mine. And when it left Disney World, I was very disappointed. Yes, and uh, you know, for those of you who are, who don't remember it, too young to remember it, it was it was a it was truly a submarine ride. You were you would get in a submarine, you would climb down, you would be under the water, and you would go through the attraction. When it was twenty thousand leagues under the sea, it would tell the twenty thousand leagues under the sea story as you were going through. Right. And essentially what they did at Disneyland was refurbish it to make it Nemo and Friends and made it interactive and fun and you know, entertaining in that, in that sense. And at Disney World, they took it out completely, and that's where the new Fantasyland expansion starts, essentially. Yep. Um, yeah, that's true. And uh, But the, all the old touches are there. You know, you're, you get in the submarine, you're under the water, you're sitting in the middle facing out, uh, you know, in the center of the submarine facing out and through your own portal. And uh, now they, of course, you know, in the in the twenty thousand leagues, of course, they had some animatronics underwater, but not not much was was um, was actually moving or anything. Right, right. But with the Nemo one, they put a lot of uh, video screens in there. Of course, you can't see the screens the way they've embedded them, but they're they're underwater video projectors, so they actually have little Nemo scenes. You know, as you go by, you know, Dory will swim actually swim across in front of you and that kind of stuff. So. Uh, it's very cool, and I loved it. And my daughter liked it a lot too. Um, we rode uh, Buzz Lightyear three times, and she beat me twice. <laughs> and, um, you know, we rode the Explorer Canoes, which is another thing they used to have at the Magic Kingdom that they don't anymore. Right, right. Um, but we had a ball with those. Uh, we did um, the um, On Dimension, um, and we did Pirates. Excellent. Uh, and uh, I think they, you know, it's interesting because there there are some differences. The Haunted Mansion, of course, the exterior is all different uh, at Disneyland. It's a southern mansion, 
rather than the sort of uh, Victorian mansion that's at Walt Disney World. Um, but the the queue is a lot shorter at Disneyland, um, and in the ride itself feels shorter. Hmm. I don't know if it actually was. Go ahead and sit down and time it and, and do all the scenes. But it seemed like there was a scene or two missing, and it, I, the one at Disneyland is just—it seems to be a little bit shorter. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean uh, was actually better, I think, at Disneyland. They, uh, there are two drops initially uh, instead of just one, like you have at Disney World, and uh, the. Um, you know, occasionally at Disney World, the one in, the one in Florida, you can occasionally see wires and things. Um, at Disneyland, um, they had more smoke and more fog, and it, it kind of masked some of the yeah. some of the supporting structure a little better. So I, I sort of had this feeling that it was more you felt a little more immersed. You know, you were never taken out of it. Um, so I felt like that one was a little bit better, but. Um, you know, basically, it's the same thing. You know, it's still the wonderful yo-ho, yo-ho for, you know. Uh, so it's, it was a great time. That's um, awesome. I tried to get my daughter to go on uh, Indiana Jones, which is one of the rides that they had that they don't have in Florida. And she right. didn't, she was afraid it would be too scary, so we didn't do that. Didn't do that. Did you, did you get on Mr. Toad's Wild Ride? No, we didn't get on Mr. Toad. Um, it wasn't something that was really... Uh, we're not a, you know, I'm not a big Mr. Toad fan, so, um, and she, my daughter didn't seem to be interested, so. Quite all right. I, I was just curious, you know, that's one that disappeared from the Magic Kingdom along the way, so just curious yeah. about, uh, uh, yeah. how that went. Uh, but, you know, again, uh, it was Disney and it was wonderful, but, but again, it's, it's, it's very compact. Uh, we, when at the end of the day, we were, we were done, you know, we, we had seen, what we needed to see, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, didn't feel like we missed anything. Um, the only thing I, I should bring up is that when we were over at California Adventure, we saw World of Color, and I'm sure you've heard about that. I have indeed. That got. It's supposed to be a very spectacular show, just amazing, actually. It's incredible. It's just incredible. And, and I would I would recommend, and they've got a very interesting um They've got a very interesting setup for for tickets to the world of color. Um, first of all, it takes place in the um, in their in their boardwalk area. Um, I don't remember exactly what they what they call it, but it's the boardwalk area with the Ferris wheel and the um, and all the boardwalk stuff on it. Um, is that is that uh, 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 the is that Golden State? No, that's Paradise Pier. Is that what it's called? Paradise Pier. That's it. It's a Paradise Pier area. And it's around a lake, kind of, you know, sort of a, a much smaller version of the one that's at the boardwalk area at Disney World, um, Paradise Pier area. But they, again, it's, it's got a lot of sort of boardwalky rides. You know, it's got this huge Disney uh, Mickey Mouse um, Ferris wheel, and it's got some other boardwalk rides. And, and uh, but what you do is um, you either get a fast pass or you get a dinner package. And that gives you a ticket to the preferred seating area. Now, you can stand anywhere on Paradise Pier and watch World of Color, but it's oriented so that it faces for the preferred seating area. So you want to get in the preferred seating area. Gotcha. Unlike Illuminations or something like that, where, you know, you pretty much stand anywhere in World Showcase and, and watch it. So um, 
And what we did was we got a, a picnic dinner. They have a picnic dinner, and you go and you sit in the in the prep area and you eat your picnic dinner. And then you know when the time comes, you move into the preferred seating area. And uh, we say seating, there aren't any seats. You know, <laughs> it's the preferred <laughs> standing area. But um, we got in there and uh, and we had a very nice uh, it was a very nice picnic dinner. And uh, you know for the for the cost of the picnic dinner and and the preferred seating. Uh, and I think we, the two of us, we spent like, I don't know, 30 bucks. Oh, yeah, worth that, sure. They, they threw in a, uh, a, uh, handheld sparkler, one of those motorized thing that spins around with the lights on it, you know, to go along and, and, and again, a very nice, you know, um, grilled chicken dinner. Um, uh, so it was, I mean, it was a lot of good stuff. Um, and, uh. And then the show itself was just spectacular. For anybody who has not seen it, you can watch it all on YouTube, but it doesn't do justice to the fact of this beautiful um, fountain area in the water. There's an area in the water that they have 50 or 60 fountains in it. And then on top of that, they have an area where um, these uh, mist curtains come down, and then they project animation on the mist curtains. And, of course, they play Disney music. Uh, and the show is just amazing. And that that it's, whole that whole concept of mist curtains, you know, you see that in the Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. at Disney World too. It, it's astounding what they can do with that. Yes, um, it's amazing. And but you know, you know how you you go through the mist curtain in in Pirates of the Caribbean and you see just the one face. You know, imagine that right. magnified. You know, a hundred times so that it's it's across three hundred feet, and and they're projecting you know movie scenes and and Disney characters and. And uh, other animation on there, and and playing music, and you know having the the fountains and fire, you know fire, uh, uh, flame torches going up, and 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 fireworks. Uh, it's just an incredible, incredible show. Classic Disney, wonderful stuff. That's yeah, great. I can't say enough about it. Um, for me, that was the high point. Hmm. Um, and I have a friend who uh, who goes to Disney Disneyland regularly, and he was telling me the same thing. He goes, "That that's his favorite thing. Every time he goes, that's the one show he wants to see." And I'm like, Absolutely. "That's awesome." <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, California, Disney's California Adventure um, as a park. Uh, you know, the way they're set up is that the uh, the front of of Disneyland or the entry to Disneyland, the train station, if you will, um, faces. The entry to Disney California Adventure. So you, you get a park hopper. You just you know you walk out of Disneyland, walk a hundred yards, and walk into uh, California Adventure. Gotcha. Um, it's not the. Uh, uh, what can I say? It's it, it had a. You know, I understand that for a long time it had a problem with identity. You know, it didn't have. It didn't seem to have a. a a unifying theme, otherwise, other than it's all California, but but that could mean almost anything, you know. And uh, you know, they got Soren in there, but they've also got the the um, they've got the Bear Bear Mountain, uh, which is sort of the center of it. Um, and then, but then they got Paradise Pier over here, and it it didn't oh, it didn't seem to have it. It still, I think, has issues with that. But of course, they just renovated the the entry area and the the main street area so that it looks a lot more. So it's like uh, Hollywood from the 1920s when Walt, you know, arrived in Hollywood. That's the theme. 
and they have the red cars that existed in Hollywood at the time. And, and they have a statue of Walt and Mickey called Storytellers. And okay. it's not like the partner's statue. It's, it's, it's put on the ground, and you can stand right next to Walt. You know, and it's, it's a life-size human statue, and put your arm around him, and he and Mickey are there. Uh, but it's supposed to represent when he had just gotten there. So uh, it was um, it was it was really quite something. But uh, again, you know, the California Adventure. I, I think they have an issue with still with it, it doesn't really have a unifying theme. You know, um, you know, you you look at at all of the Florida parks, and they're, they're pretty much you know one unifying theme, but on each park, but the right. California Adventure, I don't know, not so much. It, it had a more disjointed feel to it, you know. I mean, you've got the Hollywood, and then you've got Cars Land, and then you've got this Paradise Pier area, and they, they sort of don't... They kind of don't they, go together, yet they go together. It's kind of... I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Having, you know, looked at the park maps and so forth, I, I get the yeah. sense of it. But it's, you know, it's um, like putting a bunch of things I, together. All right, sure. Yeah, I think... You know, I think adding Cars Land, and I was listening to Lou Mangello's podcast last week, and I, I think adding Cars Land does make it more of a destination, um, you know, a reason to go see California Adventure outside of, uh, you know, just for its own sake. Because um, I don't know that it it was that unique before. Now mm-hmm. it really is. Yeah, because Cars Land gives it something that no other park has in the world. I mean, it's just so unique and so different. Um, right. I was uh, I was taking a look at the new uh, Art of Animation Resort they just opened at Disney World. That's the uh, the Cars Art of Animation, and they've got some elements, but it's not the same interactivity. It's you know, it's just kind of some things, right? So it doesn't really capture that right. same imagination. So that is truly unique and very interesting. Right. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it definitely is something very, very special and very unique. Um, but, you know, having said that, um, I don't feel the need to go back to Disneyland next year. see <laughs> <laughs> it again. Um, you know, and, and like I said, my daughter and I were there for two days, and, and, and we missed some things, but I, but I didn't feel like we needed another day, you know. so Interesting. But, I'm I'm still a Florida boy, so that's you know. Sure, there's that. Up. You know, I, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm still the, I'm still a Florida guy. I still love it that way. That's that's my uh, my deal. Um, yeah, but that's okay. I still have to give some love to the other parks once in a while because they all have that Disney feel to them. I mean, they all they all work in some way. It's on some level. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I would definitely recommend that. You know, if you're a Disney lover, you need to go there, and not you know not just because that was the original park. Um, you know, I rode the we rode the monorail. Uh, it doesn't really go anywhere at Disneyland. Uh, you know, unlike Florida, where it's a real honestly got transportation system. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at Disneyland, it's more of just a ride. You kind of ride around in a loop, and you get come back and get off, and you can get off on the other end of the loop. But um, you know, it's not like riding it to Epcot or even from the Ticket Transportation Center to right. the Magic Kingdom. You know. Um, Yeah, I guess you know that's that's something special that Disney World has, and, and again, the blessing of size made the, made the difference there. Um, oh, absolutely. Where Walt had a vision yeah, for what it was going to yeah. be, right? Yeah, and you know, I think I, I think I mentioned this earlier. I think it's pretty well known that Walt was not pleased with the way the 
the community kind of sprung up around Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's my understanding that, you know, he was kind of disappointed at all the, the sort of quick service, uh, cheap stuff that, you know, the, the stuff that grew up, the stuff you see in Florida, but it's just, the parks are so big in Florida that it's, it's kept a long way away. You know, when you're driving to the Magic Kingdom, you have that long, wonderful, empty road to drive down, and then the, you see the, um, the welcoming arch, and then you drive, you know, further down, and then you see the gates, and then you drive further to take the transportation center. All this builds the anticipation, you know. Yeah. Disneyland, you know, you, we stayed in a hotel that was, um, you know, probably about as close to the main gate as um, as the contemporary as the main gate of the Magic Kingdom. Hmm. Except it wasn't a Disney motel, you know, it was just a little place. It was a very nice place. It was called um, the um, the Candy Cane Inn. The Candy Cane Inn. I've heard of that one. Uh, just because, you know, it's it's a place that's so close. I've heard that mentioned before. It's funny. It is. It's, it's a very nice, but it's, you know, it's a very compact two-story motel. Uh, like I say, it is very nice. Um, you know, you get a, they have a great continental breakfast and they have a pool. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's old, and they keep it very clean. I would recommend it to anybody that wants to go. But um, it's not a Disney space, and, you know, it's very hectic. And you walk out of your room, and you walk, you know, maybe five minutes down the street, and you turn left, and you're in the, the area between the two parks, and you turn right, and you go into Disney, and you turn left. And, and, but as you're walking down Harbor Boulevard, which is the street that it's on, you know, across the street, there's a, a Ramada and a Days Inn and a and a Denny's and a this and a that, you know. And, you know, they're literally in throwing, you know, shouting, they're closer to the main gate of Disneyland than the contemporary is to the main gate of, of the Magic Kingdom. So it, it, it makes it, you know, it just, it, it doesn't ruin the magic, I won't say that, but it, you don't have that sense of anticipation that you get as you're driving, you know, up right. the Magic Kingdom. Um, and and even as you're leaving, you know, you, suddenly you're out in the real world again. It's a little bit uh, jarring, you know. So um, yeah, that was always one of my favorite things about Disney World. Even when you're leaving, you have that moment of I'm actually leaving. You know, you feel it for a few minutes yeah. while you're driving away. Yeah. yeah, you have time to kind of you know adjust yourself. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because oh, I'm leaving Disney World. I'm going back to the real world. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, you know, they had that issue, and, and I, there's nothing they can do about it. You know, they can't buy up the 25,000 acres around them like they could in Florida. Right, right. Um, and uh, and I, they do a great job with it. But the, you know, the, the lack of room um, really, you kind of feel it. You feel almost you know, kind of compressed in um, at Disneyland. At least I do. Interesting. Um, you know, whereas, you know, the Magic Kingdom I always feel is open, and, and even when it's crowded, you know, there's lots of room, and you can always find some place to get a, you know, step away from the crowds and everything else. And at Disneyland, it wasn't wasn't quite that way. So hmm. very different. But it's it's interesting to see that, you know, the original place, you know, the real number one Disneyland. Right. And uh, and again, you know, it's got the Disney touches in. It. The rides are the same, and, and, and you can do all the same stuff, 
that you can at the Magic Kingdom, you know, pretty much. You know, you walk down Main Street, you can get baked goods, you can get an ice cream cone, you can get Mickey, uh, Mickey uh, ice cream. I know that's important to you, Dave. Absolutely, as you know. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, um, it's definitely Disney. Um, it's just that if you grow up with the other parks, if you grow up with the Florida parks, it, it can be a little, not as, not quite as impressive as, as you might have hoped, but but still, you know, go and have a wonderful time because you certainly certainly can. And I think that's the key is, you know, you, you people should go and just have a wonderful time, whichever park they choose, whether you happen to be in Europe and you go to um, Disneyland Paris or whether you happen to be in Tokyo or China or Hong Kong or whatever. Right. Go and enjoy it because each one of them has their own unique charm anyway, but they all have that Disney feel to them. That was my one of my favorite things when I went to, when it was still called Euro Disney, when I went to Euro Disney, it was as soon as I walked through that gate, I felt like I was in a familiar place. You know, here I was in another country doing, you know, seeing something, some other things that were different outside the park. But as soon as I walked through the gate, I felt like I was home, right? Right back in the oh, same yeah. place that I knew. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, you walk through the front gate of Disneyland and, uh, yeah, there's Main Street, you know, and there's the firehouse. And, and uh, you know, you walk down Main Street and there's the Emporium or, you know, the equivalent. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the things that you recognize and there's the castle. And it's not the same castle, but it's the castle. Yep. And there's Tomorrowland is on your right, Frontierland is on your left, and you know um, the, you recognize it. It's, it's you feel at home, and of course it's the same uh, atmosphere. You know the the cast members are wonderful. The uh, um, the food is you know it varies, but it's the same food. Right. You're not <laughs> no surprises there. So it's not uh, you don't feel like you're out of place in any way. Um, you know things are. You know, if you go looking for the Haunted Mansion, you kind of go in the same direction through the park, but you, when you finally get there, it looks completely different. So, you right. you know, you blink for a minute and you go, yeah, it's the Haunted Mansion, and they've got a, a carriage out front with a invisible horse in the harness, and, uh, you know, the the uh, the ride attendants in their, in their Victorian costumes, and, you know, telling you to please move to the dead center of the room. <laughs> and, you know, so... Yeah, it feels very much. If you if you feel at home at Disney World, you would feel at home at Disneyland. That's cool. So. That's the important thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, very cool. And it sounds like you had a great trip. And that's you know that's the other part of it. You know, you and your daughter had some nice time to to bond and enjoy yourselves. And oh, sure. And that you know that's that's some of those happy memories that you make uh, as you go through life. And that's yep. uh, very cool. So very cool. Thanks for taking some time with me today to talk about uh, Disneyland and uh, Disney's California Adventure and telling us about Cars Land because that was a that was the question I had. You know, just having seen it, I, it wet my appetite, and I'm like, what was it like? <laughs> was it really like the video they showed, or was it you know something different? It sounds like it's very much like it. So that is my podcast for this week, and thanks for joining me. And remember, if we can dream it, we really can do it. Thank you for taking a ride with us on the Dave's Disney View podcast. Show notes, more information about this podcast, and about other great podcasts on the web, can be found at DisneyPodcast.net. Also, you'll find some links to Dave's iPhone applications. See and share hidden Mickeys, or organize your pins when you go pin trading. Our thanks go to Craig, also known as Sound of Music. Craig produced the original music you hear in this podcast. 
You can find Craig's work at ReverbNation.com slash SoundA. Also, our thanks go to Doug at GeekAcres.net for his continued contributions to the show. Now, please gather your personal belongings and watch your head and step as you exit. Show number 106.